only do the last cuz it's all that I was shown but I've been remade my heart is no longer stone what my ex wrote Good morning good morning What's up fam how you doing All right all right Let's get everybody settled in find find your place Welcome welcome Turn to somebody next to you and say, man, you look good in this place. I, I mean, I think this is like the best looking church. Amen? We must have like a magnet or something. Amen. Anybody ready for the word? We ready for the word? All right. All right. Listen, we are so blessed as a body to have... God just brings so many people around us, man. We have amazing singers and, and, and gifted uh, uh, prophets and, and, and speakers. And it's just amazing to have all these people together as one. And, and we're just blessed. And our, our goal and our heart is to raise people up, to raise up leaders, to release some men, and, and let God use people. Amen? And so we have... We have a, on Wednesday night prayers, we normally take our, our, our these, these, these speakers and everything that haven't been on our leadership team before, and, and that's kind of where they, they share their hearts. And we've had some amazing, and we have some amazing speakers and leaders and, and worshipers that come together Wednesday. And what I'd like to do today is bring one of those speakers from our Wednesday night prayer sessions and I wanted to share this pulpit with him this morning. Amen? Amen. Now, you guys know I, I value and I trust this position. And I wouldn't let just anybody, you know, I don't bring a lot of people here to share. And so this is somebody that we love, that we trust. And I want you to give them a round of encouragement right now because this is not an easy thing to do. So I want you to welcome who we call Dr. Mario for his first time here on a Sunday morning, bringing the word. Amen. Father, we just thank you, Lord, and we ask you right now, Lord, to have your way. Have your way, Lord God. Let your word touch us. Prepare the speaker and the listener. Prepare our mouths and our hearts, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right. All right. Good morning, church. First, I just want to say that I'm humbled before God just being here and um, just sharing the word of the Lord. I know that Pastor George prayed, but I just want to pray again. Um, so let's just pray. Father, we thank you, Lord God, for your presence, for your word. Father, I ask you today that, Lord, you would speak, Lord God. That, Father, you would hide me behind the cross of Jesus Christ. And that, Father, you will be glorified today, Lord. 
Lord, I ask you, Father, that your word will go forth with power and unction of the Holy Ghost, Father. Father, I ask that, Lord, you would touch, soften hearts, God. Father, I ask that, Lord God, those who are broken, that you will heal and rebuild, God. Father, I ask you, Lord God, those who need encouragement, that you will lift up, God. In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord God, I ask you, Father, that, Lord, you will break down every stronghold, God. And, Father, every hindrance, Lord God, I ask it be brought down in the name of Jesus. Lord, I ask you, Father, that you would touch ears, Lord God, and give us ears to hear today, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, I ask you today that you would be glorified, that you would be honored, that you would be lifted up. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. This morning I'm going to be talking from the text um, in Nehemiah. Um, Nehemiah 1 um, verses 2 and 3. Well, I'll start from um, verse 1. It says, the words of Nehemiah, the son of Hachaliah, and it came to pass in the month Chislow in the 20th year, as I was in Shushan the palace, that Hananiah, one of Hanani, one of my brethren, came, he and certain men of Judah, and I asked them concerning the Jews that had escaped, which were left of the captivity, and concerning Jerusalem. And they said unto me, The remnant that are left of the captivity there in the province are in great affliction and reproach. The wall of Jerusalem is broken down, and the gates thereof are burned with fire. And it came to pass when I heard these words that I sat down and wept and mourned certain days, fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. See, in the book of Nehemiah, Nehemiah was talking at a point where he heard that the walls of Jerusalem and the gates were broken down. And what ended up happening is that when Nehemiah heard this, his response was a response where he, he cried out to God on behalf of God's people. He didn't just hear information and then just made a judgment call or just did certain things. Jer Nehemiah came to a place where when he heard that the wall and that the children of Israel were in captivity, that his heart began to break. And so out of that came a cry. And you know what? This represents the heart of God for us as children of God. Because when we hear our brothers and our sisters are in certain places, or they're broken, or that they're hurt, that it's our job to come with the same cry, like Nehemiah. Sometimes we'll hear that people have fell, or that people have been hurt, or that people have been destroyed. And sometimes we'll end up walking around and saying, you know, wow, that was, you know, that was something that happened to that person. I'm glad that it didn't happen to me. But see, the thing about it is that Nehemiah had the heart of God. And the heart of God was that he heard God's heart. And when he saw that the people of God were broken, they were afflicted, that the gates were burned, that the wall was broken down, that he cried out before God. And so that's the cry that God wants out of us as children of God, is that he wants us to be able to cry out for our brothers and our sisters in the time of need. 
See, a lot of times people go through things and we don't even know that they're going through them. But then when God gives us a vision or God gives us something, we need to cry out on their behalf. You see, the thing is that Nehemiah, when he heard it, he said that he mourned, he fasted, and he prayed. He mourned, he fasted, and prayed for certain days. And so the thing about it is that God wants to raise up in us a cry for the people of God, for our families, for different things. He wants us to have a cry that when we hear it, that that's the first thing that we do. Not that we get in the corner and we say, you know what, listen, that person is going through this and that person is going through that. And sometimes it's easier to talk about a situation instead of going and saying, you know what, God, my brother, my sister is broken, God. And I come just like Nehemiah and I stand on the wall, God, and I cry out for them, Lord God, and I cry out for them, Lord God, and I cry out for their families, God, and I cry out for those who are broken, God. And so, you know what? God wants us to be in a place where when we come as just like Nehemiah, just a type of Christ, just praying and interceding and crying out for one another. You see, in the word of God, it says that we're a family. We're a body. So if one of us hurts, then we all hurt. If one of us is broken, then you know what? We're all broken. If you now... I had an analogy. I know every time I hit my foot, the rest of my body hurts. If I hit my head, then the rest of my body hurts. And so the thing about it is that when something happens within the body, it hurts us all. And it affects us all. So if you talk about your brother, it hurts us all. If you backbite, mean that you're talking about your brother behind the back, and then you go, hey, how you doing? That hurts us all. When you're not truthful with your brothers and sisters, knowing that someone hurt you or offended you, then that still hurts us all. Because sometimes people always look at things and take offense but the thing about it is that the Bible says for us to speak the truth in love. And so here we go back to the text where he cried out for the people of God, for the people of God. He was now I, I just want to go back. Nehemiah was a cupbearer and he had a position where he was before the king and he had to test what the king had to drink. Now, the thing about it is that Nehemiah, when he heard this news, he could have been in a position or a place where he said, you know what, Lord, I'm before the king, and I don't have to worry about the walls of Jerusalem, and I don't have to worry about the gates because I'm in a place of comfort. I don't have to deal with this. But the thing about it is that when he heard the news, he took a position, and he took a position to stand and to cry out on behalf of God's people. See, people of God, we have to learn one thing, to cry out for one another, to stand on the wall with one another, to shed tears for one another, 
this week was a challenging week for me because even as I was <laughs> doing this word, I was like, okay, Lord, here I am again. Here you go again. I'm stuck. And you know what? In the middle of that, someone said, you know what? My grandfather is not well. And I said, okay, Lord, then I got to go and I got to cry out on behalf of that person. Oh, Lord, so-and-so is sick. I said, oh, well, Lord, let me get on the wall and cry out for that person, God. Oh, wait, God, somebody is, is broken, God. God, let me just sit and listen and cry out for that person, God. And so the thing about it is that in this body, God wants us to come to a place where we cry out for one another, that we stand with one another, that we stand with one another in this time and in this place. See, stand, it takes, it takes courage to stand because everybody can follow. But when you stand apart and say, I'm going to do what God tells me to do, then you stand apart. And so in this time and in this body and in this place, God is saying, are you going to cry out for your brothers and your sisters that you see standing next to you? Are you going to cry out for them when you know that they have no money and that they don't have the provisions that they need? Are you going to stand with them and cry out? Sometimes you may need to lay down your plate. I know I don't like fasting. I don't, I'm, look, I'm being honest. I like to eat. And anybody know me, know I love to eat. And so when God goes, hey, you need to give down a, a plate, I'm like, oh, Jesus, wait a second. <laughs> no chicken, no fried chicken, no collard greens, no macaroni and cheese. No, I, I, listen, I eat everything. And you know, and when he tells me to lay down a plate, then I know that he wants to accomplish something for somebody else. And when you move beyond yourself, and when you move beyond your needs, and when you move beyond the things that you desire to do, and when you come and you stand, 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 and you say, God, I cry out for that brother that I know is having a need. God, move on his behalf, God. Move on his behalf and touch him. And in sincerity, not because you have to do it, but because you desire to do it. And so we go back to the text where Nehemiah, he cried for his brothers and his sisters. And you know what? I love that about him as I was looking at it. Because I know that sometimes when I hear some things, I don't cry out to God for my brothers and my sisters. And sometimes I could be selfish but it's just like in this season, God is showing me that it's not about you. It's about us. I can't make it without you, and you can't make it without me. We need each other. We're not an entity to ourselves. We need each other in the body. And you know what? The heart of God is for all his children to have what they need within a body. He desires to touch each and every one of us. He cares for each and every one of us. He loves each and every one of us. And his desire for us is for us to walk in the authority of his word and follow his word. 
It's not Mario's word. It's his word. Nehemiah is also like for what God was showing me is like a type of Christ that he prayed for people. He prayed for a wall. He prayed for gates. He didn't have to do those things, but he did. And he made a choice. Not only did he cry out, he prayed. And in that prayer, he took and he said, Lord, we repent. Lord, we did this. Lord, we fell short of your glory. Lord, we did this, God. It wasn't just, well, Lord, I don't know about them, but I know about me, God. But it's us as a body. And, you know, in this time, it's like people who have been sitting next to you, do you know their names? People that are sitting near you, do you know them? Do you take time when you see people who sit in your row and you don't see them to pray for them when you don't see them? Because that's being a part of a body. Is your heart touched with the heart of God? Or is your heart touched with your own feelings and what you want and what you desire to get out of church? Because I'm just challenging you today that look at the people that are sitting near you. Some people, we sit in the same areas. Some of us, we sit in the same seats. And you know what? Look at the people that are around you. And this week, I challenge you to cry out for those people. Cry out for them. If you don't see them, cry out for them. It may be a simple prayer, but the people of God, we need each other. You see, and then so for, I move forward. Nehemiah ended up praying, and his next step was, I need to go and look at Jerusalem. So Nehemiah went forward, and he went to Jerusalem, and he saw that all the walls were down. He went and did a survey of what was happening. He didn't tell anybody what was going on. He didn't say a word. He just walked through and he saw the walls were down. He saw that the gates were burned. And so sometimes even here in the body of God, we'll see walls down. And sometimes we'll see things that are broken down. And you know what? Sometimes some people will survey what's going on. Some people will see what's happening. But then, sometimes we'll walk by it. We'll walk by the walls. We'll walk by what is broken down in front of us and act like we don't see it. But see, Nehemiah made a choice to walk through it and see the walls that were broken down before him. Afterwards, he came, and then he told those who were around him, this is the vision that God has for me. And, I, and, and, and I'm going to say this, and Pastor George hasn't told me to say this, but here, God is building this place. He's building a sanctuary. And you know what? The walls are broken down. And Pastor George can't build them up by himself. He's only one person. 
And so even as you see what is happening around, you need to take notice, and then you need to also put yourself in a position where you recognize what's happening. See, the walls in this body, the walls around us could be different situations. It could be different circumstances. It could be things that have been broken down because you've gone through different things in your life. Sometimes you may have gone through a wall of oppression and you know what, it's broken down. And some walls, God desires to stay down. You may have gone through depression and those walls are down. You may have gone through a place where you've had such a hard time in your walk or in your past and God breaks those walls down. You may be going through a place right now where you're saying, God, every time I'm going through something, something is breaking down and breaking down and breaking down and breaking down and breaking down. And you're saying, God, why do you keep breaking this down? And God says, the walls are coming down. And I'm breaking them down because I want to rebuild. I want to rebuild the walls, not you. I want to rebuild the walls. And so here it is, as you have the walls in front of you and they're down, some of them, some, there are walls that you've built. And there are walls in our lives that we've built. And those walls could be mistrust, not trusting people, not believing God having doubt, and God is saying that he wants to break those walls down. He wants to break those walls down so that he can rebuild. And God has a desire to bring some things to nothing so that he can rebuild and build it back up. And so in this time, you need to look at what were the walls that God broke down in your life. Just take a moment to think about the walls that he broke down in your life. But then God says, I'm going to come and rebuild. I'm going to take the wasted places and I'm going to rebuild them. God says that I will restore what the canker worm and the locust is eating and I will rebuild. God says that the places that you thought that you wouldn't come alive from, he will rebuild. God says that the places that you thought you were not going to live through, God says, I will rebuild. God says that the places that you thought that you weren't going to make it through, I will rebuild, saith the Lord. I will rebuild it. I will rebuild your finances. I will rebuild it, saith God. I will rebuild the broken places. I will rebuild it. When you thought that I, I broke you, God says that he didn't break you enough. He says he's breaking you even more so that you could be spilled out, to be shared out, to share the gospel, to go forward in him. That's what he's saying. He's saying that I will rebuild you so that you could be a blessing to others. No more holding back. He didn't take you through some stuff so that you could be quiet. He didn't take you through stuff for you to be silent. 
He saved you, set you free, and delivered you so that you can go and not only have your walls broken down, but to help rebuild others. God wants you to stand and help to rebuild others in the body. See, Nehemiah had a mind, and he had the mind of God. Because when God showed him what he needed to do, he had a mind to work. He had a mind to go and do the purposes of God. And after God revealed it to him, he went to do the work. And you know what I'm going to tell you, brothers and sisters? When you have a mind to work, you're going to have opposition. And when God is rebuilding the walls, you're going to have some opposition. And when you look and say, you know what, look, I, all right, finally I got over this hurdle, God. And God is building the wall. He's building the wall. And you know what? The enemy is going to come. And he's going to come and he's going to say, hey, you think that you're free? You ain't free. He says, oh, you think that you're going to get over this weight problem? You're going to be here. Oh, you think that you're going to move forward in a job? Oh, you're not going to move forward. And so you know what? There was opposition. Because when Nehemiah made a decision to build the walls of God, there was opposition. And that opposition began a little bit, just a little bit in the time before he even started building. But you know what happened? The wall started being rebuilt. He started to repair. People started to repair it. They started to repair it and repair it. And when they were repairing the wall, then all of a sudden, it says in the scriptures that a guy named Sanballat became very angry. He became angry because guess what? The wall was built. And when God starts to build a wall in your life and build the walls around you, then the enemy starts getting upset. Because you know what? The thing that he used to get through in before, he can't get in there anymore. And you know what? And God says like this, I'm going to rebuild and there will be no foxes in the wall. God said there will be no more little holes in the wall. God says that as he helped you to rebuild and repair and set you free and deliver you, there will be no more foxes in the wall. There will be no more places that the enemy can come in. There will be no more places that the enemy can come into your life to destroy you. Hallelujah. 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 Let's just praise him right now. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, Lord God. We bless you, God. We praise you, God. Because God, no more, no more will the enemy have any way in us, God. God, you are everything. And God, you're our all in all, God. Hallelujah. 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 H
Terebe, Ikiarebe Keterebo, Rakia Taterebekie, Irakia Totoroboko, Ikiare Taterebekie. No more walls from the enemy. No more foxes in the walls. He wants to set you free and wants you to stand. But you see, the enemy comes in like a flood. But God says that when the enemy comes in like a flood, I will lift up a standard against him. 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 Hallelujah. Because when God lifts up a standard, Oh, hallelujah. Nothing by any means can hurt you. Nothing by any means can harm you. Hallelujah. God says that he builds a wall of fire round about you. And he's the glory in it. And you need to understand today that it's no going back. It's no going back. It's no going back. It's no looking back. It's no more looking back. It's no more looking back. It's time to move forward, forward in him. Because God is the one who's rebuilding and building the walls in your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see, the thing about it is that Nehemiah and them, they were building, and there was a point where they heard the report of the enemy, and that report of the enemy was, oh, I'm coming. I'm coming to set this, this, this. I'm going to set it on fire. I'm going to mess it up. But you know what? The children of God did. They began to pray, and you know what? It said that some people had to have the swords, and they were fighting, and they were fighting. And so sometimes you're going to have to stand with your brothers and your sisters, and you're going to have to pull out the sword, which is the word of God, and you're going to have to stand on their behalf, and you're going to have to stick, and you're going to have to poke, and you're going to have to put on the shield, and you're going to have to stand with them, and you're going to have to say, you know what, God, if God be for me, then who can be against me? If God be for me, then who can be against me? And as I stand with my brother and my sister, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to stand and fight with them. Because you know what? Sometimes we can't fight by ourselves. See, the people of God here in Nehemiah, they had a mind to do good work. They had a mind to work. The Bible says they had a mind to work. And not only that, when he shared the plans of God, it also said that they said, you know what, we're going to go and we're going to stand with you and build. How many people today are going to stand and build with the vision of this house? I mean, really stand. Not just take a stand, because you know what? It's easy to walk to the front, and you know what? Some people say that, I'm sorry, kumbaya stuff, and you, we, we get it together. And you know what? It's good and it's great. But when the hard times come, you know what? Are you standing? Are you standing? Are you standing? 
I have a specific word for the intercessors of this house. And God said, I've set watchmen on my gates, O Jerusalem, that will never hold their peace day nor night. Are you holding your peace or are you standing? God says, get up on the wall. Get up on the wall. Get up on the wall. And when you see that there are holes, you begin to pray. When you see the holes, you begin to pray and plug up the holes. Stand your ground. Stand with the people of God here. Stand with those who are broken. Stand with those whose walls are broken down and need to be rebuilt. And so pretty much this message is that God wants to rebuild the wall the walls of your life, the things that he wants to do in your life. He wants more of you. He wants more. And he says to the other areas that are broken in your life, he says, I'll bring them up. I'll bring them up. You're looking at somebody that God took. And you know what? Even in the middle of all the stuff that I've gone through, God still keeps building me up. And I don't understand why he does it, but I know because he loves me. But you know what? He keeps building me up. And he keeps building me up. And he keeps building me up. And you know what? I'm no respecter of person. You see, the thing about it is that sometimes when my dad was dying and I thank everybody for supporting me, when I would go, I would be like, God, I don't know if I could do this. But God came and he was building me up. And he was holding me up. And even as I was praying, he was building me up and holding me up. And you know what? Even in those dark places when the enemy was speaking in my ear, God was coming and he was putting his hand to the holes. And he said, no weapon that is formed against you will prosper. And you have to believe the word of God. Believe the word of God. Build with the promises of God. Don't build with your stuff. Because your stuff can't hold weight to nothing. Build with the word of God. Fight with the word of God. Fight with the word of God. And if you don't know the word of God, learn the word of God. Because that's what's going to help get you through. That's, when, that's what's going to help get you through the walls when the enemy is coming to mess up your walls again. And I just want to encourage you today that in certain areas of your life, God wants to rebuild. He wants to rebuild. He wants to touch you again. Some people, he wants to touch you again. God wants to touch you. He wants to touch you again. He wants to touch you on the inside. He wants to let you know that he loves you and he cares for you and his heart is for you. Some people, God is saying that he wants to build a wall finally and that there will be no more holes there, that he'll take care of you, that he'll look after you, that he'll meet your needs. He'll meet you. And so today, I just ask everyone to stand. 
And this message is for those who know that God needs to touch and rebuild the wall, you can come up. If those of you who are broken and you need God to rebuild the wall, you come up for prayer. For those of you who need God to do something miraculous in your life, come up. For those of you who need God to open a door and set you free, come up. Because he's more than willing to meet your needs. who are in the prayer team, could you come up and pray with some people? You won't. 